So how many of you guys could have done that? Right? That was pretty impressive. 13-year-old boy, to be able to pull that off, that was amazing. Um, I, I have watched this talk a number of times. You could actually study his talk the way you study like Zig Ziglar and Tony Robbins, and he has so many gems in that talk, it is astonishing. And uh, the thing I like about it so much, aside from the fact that the kid's 13 and blows me away, well, there's two things. Number one is, do you have any doubt about his future? <laughs> is this kid going to be one of those kids who are shooting up his friends, uh, going into a place with a couple of, you know, you know, Uzis and just blow people away? Is that this kind of kid? No way. No way. Not that smart, not that articulate, right? Um, is he the kind of kid who's probably going to be getting adjusted? I would think so. Really educated, you know, taking good care of himself. Uh, I would think that if he's not getting adjusted currently, he probably will get adjusted, right? So at least that's, that's my, I, I can construct these little stories in my head. I'm allowed. Um, so, but I look at that and I'm like, the, the future, if, if all the kids out there were like this, then I would feel really confident about the future. But is this what most of the kids are like? No. And he, he, put, he hit the nail on the head when he said, you know, most schools talk about making a living versus making a life. Right? And what a, I mean, is that not one of the most profound, a 13-year-old kid said that. That is so amazing. I, I absolutely love that because I, I, I ask of you, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing here? Are you, are you designing your career or designing your life? Right? Because it's a very big difference. Now, you all are becoming chiropractors, so that's sort of a given. Right? But are you making your life at the same time? Are you designing what he's talking about? Are you hack schooling your life? You know, are you looking for shortcuts? I, I never thought of it that way when he said, like, um, hacking isn't necessarily some computer geek downstairs in someone's basement making viruses. Hacking could also be finding shortcuts, you know, and, and getting it. Because if you think what hacking means, hacking is you have this thing on the computer and you hack into it to get into it instead of having to go the, the regular way, right? So isn't that something we can do with our life? We can design, you know, how we want to succeed. Like, do you have? Do you think that you have to succeed by taking one step and one step and one step? Can't there be quantum leaps where you take these huge leaps forward? Right? Isn't that that? That's really how life works. And how when you want, if you want to get to success, if you go one step by one step by one step, yeah, you might eventually make it, but it might take a heck of a long time. But you can blow through all these like. One step by one step by one step. You know, it's one of my favorite things I like talking about with, with marketing is that if, not that it's bad to have like a PI practice because if someone wants a PI practice, you know, that's fine. But a PI practice is one patient after one patient after one patient after one patient. So that's old math. You know, you plus that patient is two, right? I like chiropractic math, which is me plus this patient equals his whole family. So one plus one equals five, right? Not one plus one equals two, but equals five. And that's how, you, that's how you accelerate things, right? So I like thinking like that. And I also like thinking like, like, what do you do in a situation where you're stuffed, you know? And, and you actually have to hack chiropractic. You have to hack what you're gonna do next. As an example, you know, and I've, some of you have had my classes have heard me say, talk about this a little bit. 
But what happens if a pregnant woman comes in and she can't lie face down on the table? What are you going to do? You're not going to adjust her? You're going to kick her out? What happens if she comes in and she's in such horrible pain in her pubic bones like this that she cannot lie face down on a chiropractic table? Even if you throw pillows and all kinds of punch stuff on it and raise the thing up, you can't do it. She will not. She cannot get down. Right. Well, who says you got to adjust someone on a chiropractic table? Who says they have to lie down? Right. Why can't they lie on their sides? Why can't they sit up? If you have an activator, right, or a torque release instrument or some instrument, why not adjust them that way? Right. So we don't have to be limited. But that's that's a hack. You know, thinking about it. You know, this way. Because I'll never forget, just I'm standing like this, and she's like, I can't get down. She's going like this, and she just, we tried for like five minutes. She's like, I just cannot lie down. And she's like, I guess I can't get adjusted. And I said, no, 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 hold, hold on, just give me a second. Why don't you, oh, let's just lie on your side. Let's just try that. And that worked. So that's the kind of thing, that, that's like thinking on your toes. That's the hack that we're talking about. And this is going to happen over and over and over again in your practices, just because you know, you practice Thompson or Johnston or Activator or whatever technique, that you're going to come up with someone where something's completely stumped you, and the person is, the person is totally balanced and totally clear according to the leg checks and that kind of stuff, but they're still a mess. What do you do? Right? So if you have one technique, if you only stay with one technique, maybe you'd be stuck in that. But that's why it's so great to have all these different things at your disposal, so you can kind of pick and choose what you want. And to me, that's what's exciting, you know? I love taking care of people that nobody else has a lot of success with. That's one of my favorite things. I love when the kids come into my office like they did yesterday, and we have a little boy, a um, little girl who's hyper, who has hypotonia, and all the doctors are saying, oh, it's, you know, no big deal, no big deal. She'll, she'll grow into it and she'll get better. And, but the mom is not want, does not want that. The mom's like, let's do something. You know, I remember talking to her on the phone last week, and she's like, I'm so tired of them waiting for something to happen. And they keep on doing tests and tests and tests and tests. And when they were, she was in the hospital, when she was first born, they did tests and the tests and the tests. And after a while, I was like, are you keeping her here just to test her? Or are you keeping her to do something? Because you're doing nothing. Like, nothing has changed. All you've done is test her for like three weeks. I'm pulling her out unless you can show me that you're doing something. Like, and she actually got the kid out of the hospital that way early because they were just, they, she was just an interesting case to them, right? But for us, when I look at this, this is not just an interesting case. This is like, what can I do? And i got to start putting stuff together. And that, to me, is the excitement. right? So whether it's pediatrics or sports or PI or whatever things you want to get into, I hope you guys can come up with something that excites you so that when a patient comes in, you can start hacking in your own brain and saying, what, what exams am I going to do in this kid? You know, what questions do I need to ask to get the information I want? You know, what adjustments am I going to do with this particular child? Because the sort of adjustments that you might do for one kid might not be the right for another kid. So to come up with all these things, to me, that's the excitement in practice. You know, when I was um, uh, maybe about five or six years ago, uh, one of my uh, patients uh, was doing like a book report kind of thing, and she had to, she was in high school, and she had to follow some professional for a day, so she asked me. And she said, um, what you do, after the end of the day of watching what we did, she said, what you do is really boring. It looks like it's the same thing over and over and over again. And like, well, it might look that way, but it really isn't. Because first of all, every active adjustment is different 
you know, it's, it's, I'm not doing the same thing. I'm, I'm adjusting what the body is telling me. But even more important is like how that's how, how that was pieced together, and where it's going from here, right? So it's not boring at all. Now, funny thing is, she's now in chiropractic school, uh, so something changed her mind over the course of time. But the cool thing is that when you cobble this kind of stuff together and you hack your own brain and you hack the, all these different things, then you get this amazing transformation because then being in practice is fun every single day. You know? And I can talk to a lot of friends of mine who I graduated with who are not particularly enthused about being in practice, but they're just in practice because they have to be. You know, they're like, well, you know, what else would I do? I got a you know, mortgage and I got cars and a house and my kids in college and I got a practice, right? To me, that's not why I want to be in practice. You know, after 25 years of being in practice, I'm just as excited or stoked, like he'd say, I'm just as stoked to be in practice and having a new patient and, or having some kind of uh, interesting thing happen than I was when, than when I first started. And that's what I hope for you, is that by you creating <clears throat> this excitement now, by you designing your life right now, and not just designing a living, but designing a life, that maybe you'll be able to come up with something that will sustain you, right? So that 25 years from now, you won't be saying, I can't wait to retire. You know, I'm 50, just got, let's see, about 10 more years, and, you know, like what an awful way to think of, of like my father, my father, he was not a chiropractor, he worked for an airport company. Um, but my father, all he did was like count the days till he retired. And for the last several years of his working life, that's all he did. Every day he just carrying it up like this calendar. I did 500 more days, you know, 499, 498. He just hated it. You know, he couldn't wait to get out. And I don't want that ever. I love chiropractic. And I, I people say all the time, you know, how come you like? How do you get so lucky to find something that you love? And I ask the same thing for you. Hopefully, if you're here, you love what you're doing. You're not just here just to kind of push back. Like, if you're only here doing this. This, this, this is just really boring after a while. If your whole life is just doing this, you know, it's a lot more than just kind of pushing on backs. It's, it's about designing your life and helping other people design theirs. <coughs> So 